Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here today. Got a few things we're going to go over. Uh, a few different... There's not a whole lot in the sports world happening. Um, mm, it's just one of those times. It's July. And so here we are. We do have a couple of huge games this weekend. And I'm going to start out with them. The Euros. The Euro final is set. England says it's coming home. Italy says it's coming to Rome. So, they play this Sunday. And I hate that it's on Sunday. <laughs> Somebody asked me yesterday if I was going to open for it. <laughs> that was that was funny. Because on average, I get one, maybe two people here to watch the games with me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come up here on my only off day. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a no, dog. <laughs> that's, what are you thinking? Oh, no, not at all. Um, England is is plus one, uh, 170 to win this in regulation. Italy plus 200. The draw plus 205, so pretty even there. England's minus 135. The... Uh, to it to lift the cup, Italy is plus one o five. Now, some of us took England after the first round and got them around plus four hundred. So, mm, if you're one of us, kudos to you, easy hedge. But let's take a look at these two. Now, this is England's first Euro final. We had said in the pre-tournament show they had never been to the final they had never won it in the euros and so obviously this is their first final uh the first last time they were in a major final would have been the world cup in 66 that's 55 years that is the longest span for any team that's ever made it to a final to make it back to their second in a, in a major tournament um yeah 55 years ago uh, they will be the 13th different country to play in the final of Euros. So, 12 times before, it's been a first-time team in the Euros. Those first-time teams are 9-3 and three when they made it. Uh, but they've lost each of the last two. So, as a uh, yeah, so first-timer, eh, whatever. Uh, now, also, they're the host. This is going to be played in London, in Wembley. Mm. No, Wembley is not the same as Wimbledon, <laughs> as I've had to tell a few people. Those are two very different stadiums across town from a major, large city. They're not really close to each other. Anyway, um, this will be the 11th time that a host is in the final of a major tournament. And uh, seven and three, the hosts are seven and three, so that's not bad right there. Um, Italy, this is their tenth time in a major final. Six times they've been in the World Cup final. Four times they've been in the in the Euro final. Uh, you know, including this one. So tenth time in the final. Uh, they lost the last two. They lost in uh, their. Uh, they lost in 2000, and they lost in 2012. 
They won the Euros at 68. Those are their three previous Euro finals. They won it in 68. I think they have different players. Panucci might have might have been there. He looks like he's that old. But uh, <laughs> they lost it in 2000, lost it in 2012. So, whew, yeah, you know what? This has been a really tough one. Uh, the over-unders at two. I'm lucky that I had England at plus 400 and I can hedge this because picking this game, not easy. I, I think it's going to end up going to overtime. I'm going to say a 1-1 draw mm. in regulation. 1-1 draw in regulation. So that's pushing the over-under of two either way. I'm hitting the draw plus two or five. And then to lift the cup, I think it's England. I think it's England and penalties. Uh, Italy... I'm sorry, I remember, I remember Roberto Baggio here in the States going over the bar. What an ugly, crazy rat tail he had in 94. That was awful. Anyway, I think England, England finally gets it done, and they get a national holiday on Monday. <laughs> They're petitioning for that already. They're petitioning that if they win it, that Monday be named a national holiday. Now, down to Copa America... Copa America actually plays a third-place game, and I'm real hesitant on this game. It's Colombia and Peru. Uh, Colombia's minus 125, Peru's plus 360, draws plus 245, over-unders two, two and a half. Normally a third-place game, I'm real hesitant on because how much these players really care about this game. But, but, I know how much they hate each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going to go with Colombia in this game. Because I think they, just, I think Peru's fortunate to be there. Uh, like I said in the last one, I think they should have got past Paraguay. And I mean, they gave Brazil all they wanted. They lost one zero. But I'm with uh, I'm with Colombia here. Argentina, Brazil. Argentina's plus two eighty to win in regulation. Brazil plus one hundred five. The draw plus two twenty five. Over unders at two. Uh, Argentina's plus 140 to lift the cup. Brazil minus 180. The Peru, one of the Peru players said, if Argentina's going to beat Brazil in Brazil, they're not only going to have to beat Neymar, the team, the referee, the VAR, the fans. They have to beat everybody. They have to be at 1,000%. And <laughs> I, I see where he's at. Is he goes, he goes, if it's close, the benefit of the doubt goes to Brazil every time. And you know, it's easy to say after you lose to somebody and, and it get thrown out the window. But on the other hand, he's kind of got a point. It is in Brazil. Mm. That is the only country I know of that literally stabbed a referee on the field, ripped his limbs from the torso beheaded him and put the head on a stake that did happen what was that 2012 2013 before they hosted the world cup yeah uh so be careful down there mr ref uh but in this game brazil's never not won it when hosting we know that messi's gonna come to play i think brazil's the better team overall uh 
Messi's definitely the best player on the field. I'm going to go with the over of two. I'm going to go over, and I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Brazil. I'm going to I'm going to ride with Brazil and see what we can get out of them. Uh, <laughs> it's lightning struck twice as the Tampa Bay Lightning won the NHL Stanley Cup last night for the second year in a row. You know, they had gone a long time in Tampa without winning anything. And then Tampa wins the the Stanley Cup. The Rays make it to the World Series, you know, and losing that. Then Tom Brady brings home a Super Bowl trophy. Now the Lightning have won it again. Title Town. What are you doing down in Tampa? Mmm. Just winning. Just winning. That's all they're doing. Montreal never should have been there. That should have been Vegas. Vegas donkeyed that up. It should have been Colorado. Going back. Colorado. You were the best team, I thought. And Colorado-Tampa, I think, would have been an outstanding series. Montreal was not. Tampa had them from the jump. Uh, Speaking of championships, the NBA Finals are going on. If anybody still watches that. The Suns beat the crap out of the Bucks in game one. They're up 1-0. I took the Suns before it started at plus 1,400, and I ain't hedging. I'm not hedging. I think the Suns win it. And I think they win it. I don't care how many games it takes. I like the Suns. Uh, they play game two again tonight. Suns like minus five. I fully expect this to go like six, maybe even seven. But I like the Suns. Now... We are here now in July. Today is July the, what, 8th? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Something my birthday was a week ago. Uh, that was good math. Anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, the All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby are coming up this next week. And so let's take a look at the Home Run Derby. Let's take a look at the Home Run Derby first. You got the eight guys that are going to be in it. And I'm going to go through each of these real quick. Pete Alonzo from the Mets. Hey, <laughs> he's the defending champ. There's, there was no home run derby last year. And uh, 2019, he, he won it. So it's still his. Now, only three guys have ever won multiple home run derbies. And that's uh, Cespedes from 13 and 14, Prince Fielder, 09 and 12, and, of course, Ken Griffey Jr., 94, 98, 99. So, he can join some, some good company right there. You know, he can join some real good company. Um, I, I like him. I like Pete Alonzo. And, and he's, got a, he's got a legit shot. Joey Gallo uh, wasn't really hitting a lot of bombs this year until he hit like seven and five games from June 26th to July 1st. He got hot. Let me give you my favorite Joey Gallo moment. In high school, this guy pitched a no-hitter. All right? Yeah, yeah, shocking. The best players are also pitchers in high school. But Joey Gallo, he he pitched a no-hitter. Went home, showered, changed, got ready, and took Greg Maddox's daughter to the prom that night. That's a day, my friend. That is a day. Do you know how well you have to do on, on the diamond for Greg Maddox to allow you to take his daughter to prom? Well, he pitched a no-hitter that day. That's how good you have to do. That's where the bar is set. So, Joey Gallo, you've already had one of the greatest days of anybody ever. 
I come on, you're 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 in Candyland now, just being there in the majors. The guy can hit bombs though. He's a big guy. He can hit bombs. Look out, Trey Mancini. If you're looking for a story, a feel-good story, this is your guy. Trey Mancini did not play in 2020. Not because he opted out scared of COVID. Because he was battling cancer. He was in the third stage of colon cancer and was battling it. And he has said, I want to compete in the Home Run Derby to show that there is life after cancer and life after chemotherapy. And he's back. He's hitting bombs. Mancini, there's your feel-good story. Uh, wishing him nothing but the best. Can't root against that guy. Um, Matt Olson. Matt Olson from the Oakland A's. Most of y'all don't watch them because they play for the A's and they're out on the West Coast. They don't get a lot of coverage unless they're, like, you know, winning 20 straight and doing a movie about it. Then you don't really follow them that closely. Um, Matt Olson came up in 2017. And all he's done is hit bombs. Now, he's hit like 120. Only three guys in baseball have hit more home runs since he came up to the majors. And so, that in that span. So, let's not act like this guy, you know, is just in there on board time. This guy has earned his spot being there. He's one of the best home run hitters in baseball. He hits into all fields. But when he pulls it, he pulls it. Look out. Uh, Salvador Perez, the catcher for Kansas City. He is really trying to make history here. This guy has it all against him. Um, no no Kansas City Royals ever won the home run derby. Moustakas was there. He got put out in the first round. No catcher has ever won the home run derby. Yeah, if y'all didn't know, Perez is Kansas City's catcher. But no catcher's ever won the home run derby. Pudge Rodriguez came in second. And that, yeah, that's the, that's the last time that anybody, any catcher was close. But, so he's, he's really up against it in this. Uh, Juan Soto will be representing the Nationals. He's actually the first National not named Bryce Harper to be in this. You know, to be in the Home Run Derby. Uh, Bryce Harper, of course, won it in 2018. Um, but, and then, and then probably left. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, Juan Soto, uh, he'll be there. He's, he's been good. He's been real good. Uh, if Kyle Swarber wasn't injured, I wonder if they'd have gone with him and the season he's been having as opposed to Soto. But Soto's there. I don't expect a whole lot from him. I don't think Soto's going to win this. But that's just me. Trevor Story is your hometown guy. They like to put a hometown guy in it. Look, they didn't start StatCast until 2015, but Trevor Story does have the longest home run at Coors Field since 2015. I'm sure that if we go back and they had StatCast when they had all those bombers out there, then you know, somebody hit one further. But by StatCast, it came in 2015. He has the longest. Now, he's at home. It's his house. He's the host. Only three guys in Major League Baseball history have ever won it when they're hosting. One of them I just told you, Bryce Harper with the Nats. I'm sure y'all all remember that. Um, some of you might remember to 20, uh, 2015, Todd Frazier with the Reds, the pride of Tom's River, New Jersey. That's right. The Little League World Series star turned MLB star, home run derby champion. How do you not like Todd Frazier? 
I mean, you just gotta, gotta kind of like that guy. And then, of course, the greatest one to ever do it, in the greatest ballpark to ever do it, the year was 1990. In Chicago, the north side at Wrigley Field, the great Ryan Sandberg brought home the home run derby. That's why that's the second baseman. That's the second baseman in 1990 winning the home run derby in Wrigley. No greater moment in sports. All right, maybe it's a greater moment in sports. No greater moment in the home run derby than 1990. It was clearly the greatest home run derby ever. Uh, no bias there whatsoever. Greatest home run derby ever. So those are your guys. And I have not seen the odds for it yet as to who's going to win it. Oh, I left one out. I skipped him on purpose to see if you'd notice. There's this guy that plays for the Angels. And I don't know if y'all have heard of him, but it's Shoei Otani. And he's not, he's not only hit 32 home runs so far this year, most ever by an Asian player in a season. Yeah, we're at the halfway point. He also pitches a little bit. And he does it well. And he got elected to the All-Star game as a pitcher and a hitter. Because he is that good. It is absolutely amazing that for so long we were like, Trout needs help, Trout needs help, Trout needs help. Trout's been injured, and look at this guy. Otani needs help. Otani needs you, Mike Trout. But, mm, with the year this guy's having, you can bet against him if you want to, but it's going to be hard to do. I just gave you a lot of guys and a lot of reasons to pull for different people. Otani has made this season awesome. He has been flat out the best player in all of baseball this season. I know, I know, I know. Shut up, Shane. Shut up, Brace Hands. I know about Acuna. All y'all are going to tell me how great he is and how he's awesome. Yeah, he's not Otani. He's not Otani. Yeah. I know. The majority of listeners here are all Braves fans. And all y'all know are about the Atlanta Braves. And you know what? You're a trash organization. Uh, last night I posted about my, my beloved Cubbies finally winning a game after losing 11 straight. And one of the comments on there, somebody puts a picture of Larry Jones. Look, I don't support Larry Jones. I think he's a crap human being. I know that he grew up as most of y'all's heroes because all of you wanted to go bang Hooters waitresses and have 25 abortions that we know of all by Hooters waitresses. You, you, you wanted to be chipper. That's great. Grow up, Peter Pan. It's time to call a spade a spade. Terrible person. Good ball player. Terrible person. But when you're playing under the likes of Bobby Cox, what do you expect? The man's a wife beater. He's got a statue. Who cares? He was good at coaching baseball. We don't care about domestic violence. Beat the crap out of her. Go ahead. That's fine. That's the statement that the Atlanta Braves sent to all of the world when they put that statue up. That is the statement that MLB makes. That they don't care. Oh, that now when a player gets called, oh, we're going to suspend him 80 games. We're going to suspend him 100 games. We're going to fine him this much. Yada, 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 yada. As long as that statue stands in Atlanta, MLB and the Atlanta Braves 
are fully supporting domestic violence. If you choose to support that, that's fine. That's your option. Welcome to a free America. I, however, do not. Braves fans, you're classless and you're trash, and I don't like you. And I think that you should all know that by now. Um, now let's look at the terrible, 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 terrible selections for what is the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game is voted on by the American people. Let's be real here, people. We shouldn't be voting. The All-Star Game, the NBA All-Star Game, the presidential elections, American Idol, you heard me say it everything, every time. Anything that we vote on, we get wrong. Because it's a popularity contest. This isn't, these are not the best players. Now, let's look at the American League. Salvador Perez will be behind the plate. I just talked about him. Vlad Guerrero Jr. at first. Marcus Simeon at second. Uh, Rafael Devers at, at third. Xander Bogots at short. Uh, yeah, I said Bogots because that's, that's Boston. Um, Mike Trout in the outfield. Aaron Judge in the outfield. Really, he's an all-star. Trout's an all-star. Trout's been injured most of the year. Judge, Judge is setting records for strikeouts. Uh, Hernandez uh, from Toronto's in the outfield. And Otani at DH. Otani also selected as the pitcher slash DH. Um, on their bench, uh, Zanino from Tampa, Altuve, Bobichet, Carlos Correa, uh, Correa uh, Matt Olson. Matt Olson on the bench? Come on, guys. Ramirez, Jared Walsh, that kid out of Georgia. Man, I've picked him up on my fantasy. He's had a very good year for the Angels. Uh, Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo, Garcias, uh, Garcia, sorry, uh, Adolis Garcia from Texas. Uh, Cedric Mullins, um, representing Baltimore, J.D. Martinez, and Nelson Cruz. Those are your AL All-Stars. Here's your AL All-Star pitching. You got Bieber from Cleveland. Garrett Cole, really? Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole? Have y'all looked at his stats since they started checking pitchers? Evoldi, Kyle Gibson, uh, Kikuchi from Seattle. He's been good. Uh, Lance Lynn, Carlos Rondon, both from the White Sox. Then out of the bullpen, you got Matt Barnes, Aroldis Chapman, Aroldis Chapman. All right, he throws hard. Liam Hendricks, Ryan Presley, and uh, Soto from Detroit. Round out your American League All-Stars. Let's jump over to the National League. The National League, the elected starters. Buster Posey. All right. Sam Franz had a good year. Freddie Freeman. Clear popularity choice because people are told all the time how good he is. Okay, I hope. I hope he doesn't resign Atlanta. I would love to see him anywhere else where he has a chance to win. Because he ever, he will never win a ring in Atlanta. Mark down my words. No chance of winning a ring in Atlanta. Adam Frazier from Pittsburgh. Nolan Arenado, uh, short. That's popularity. Fernando Tatis Jr., that's earned. Um, Acuna, that's earned. Nick Castellanos. That guy, I like that guy. Him and Winker both from Cincinnati. Both those guys are in their spots. Those two guys, they are ball players 
in every sense of the world. They show up every day and they bring it. And I like the way they play the game. I was upset when the Cubs let Nicky go. But he's proving me right. Uh, on the bench, JT Real Muto from Philly. Um, Ozzy Albies, popularity. Chris Bryant, he was having an MVP caliber year playing every different position until about 10 days ago. And then he's in He's going to get traded probably. I uh, wonder who he'll play for the rest of the season. Brandon Crawford out there with uh, San Fran at short. Can't stand his greasy hair, but he can play ball. Uh, Cronworth from San Diego. He's, he's solid. Escobar from Arizona because everybody's got to have one. Max Muncy from the Dodgers. One of my favorite hitters in all of baseball right there, Max Muncy. Watch his approach, his approach at the plate. If you're teaching a kid how to be a batter, how to take pitches until you get your pitch and then take advantage of it, he's your guy. Watch him. Trey Turner, who's been up and down. He's had a really good season uh, when not injured. Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts. Uh, Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh, they get one too. Kyle Swarber is is in there, but we all know he's not going to be able to go. Swarber was just flat out mashing. Mm. Just making the Cubs run off us look even more terrible for the way he's been hitting in Washington, but he's injured right now. Dr. Pepper break, 23 flavors of deliciousness. Mmm. That's good. Juan Soto, uh, who I've already talked about in the Nats, and Chris Taylor of the Dodgers. Bet y'all didn't know that was an MLB player, but it is, and he's good. The starting pitching, you got Corbin Burns, Hugh Darvish, uh, Kevin Gaussman, uh, Jermaine Marquis from Colorado, Trevor Rogers of Miami, Zach Wheeler, and Brandon uh, Woodruff of Milwaukee. Jacob DeGrom is in there as well. Jacob DeGrom is not going to throw at this. And let me tell you, he shouldn't. He shouldn't throw in the All-Star game. Jacob DeGrom this year has thrown 199. Let me say that number again. 199 pitches that are right at 100 miles an hour or over. That's so far this season. He's been right at 100, 199 times so far. Y'all want to know where the second place is? And and those guys? They're in the 40s. The 40s. They're throwing around 40 pitches that are that are right at 100 miles an hour. That's Jacob DeGrom right now. Does he need no, and he's had four different body parts be injured already this season. And he's battled through it and he's come back and he's put the Mets on his back and said, Come with me, boys. I've been calling him minus 200 or minus 250 because every time he pitches, they're minus two something. Yesterday, I went against them. I was like, I'm taking Milwaukee. They're a good team. They've been hot against DeGrom in game one. I know it's a seven-inning game, but that's fine. And you know what? His teammates bailed him out. They tied it up in the seventh, and then they won it in the in the eighth. They walked off. In the eighth, they bailed him out. And the Mets still got the win in that game. Now they split the doubleheader, but... Down to relievers, you got Josh, the racist hater. Uh, that was a big, big story in 2018. 
uh, some of his old tweets came out, and they were like, oh, he's in Milwaukee, nobody cares. Uh, we all know Milwaukee, they're all a bunch of terrible human beings uh, in that whole state. I mean, come on, you're talking about Packers fans, cheeseheads, whatever. Give them a beer, they don't care. But uh, anyway, they, they looked the other way, and so now nobody cares. Craig Kimball has had a resurgence for the Cubs. It's sad that he's being wasted there where he's not going to get as many saves as he should because the team has to be ahead to get a save. Uh, <laughs> he could be traded. Mark Melagon uh, from San Diego. Uh, remember him, Atlanta fans? Remember him? Because y'all didn't want to re-sign him, and he went to San Diego, and he's back there as an all-star. And Alex Reyes from St. Louis because I don't know why. You got to have somebody from St. Louis. So that's your all-star uh, your current all-star teams. I think that everyone should have issues with some of the players being in there, and everyone should be happy about some of the others. Yeah, it's the all-star game. It's the Midsummer Classic. Yeah, we're going to watch it because it's on Tuesday night, and there's going to be nothing else going on. Yeah, so whatever. But, I mean, what 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 else is the ESPN going to show us? The, some more UFC that nobody cares about? Oh, UFC, Ultimate Fighting, yada, yada, yada. Who cares about that crap? Who's watching that? You people still wearing Affliction shirts out there? Y'all still watching that stuff? I don't know. All right. It's been a couple of days. Let's take a look at the standings. The Red Sox still on top in the East as we're, we're winding it down this weekend, going into the All-Star break. Uh, Tampa's only two and a half back. Toronto, eight back. Yankees, eight and a half back. They've won three straight, though. They've won three straight. And the Red Sox have lost two straight. They're 7-3 over the last 10. But, you know, Tampa's won four straight. They've cut into that lead, got it down to two and a half. Um, we'll see. And then uh, Baltimore has a team. They're 25 games out, and they should probably just, you know, trade Trey Mancini to another team where people actually know his story, and we'll move from there. Um, the terrible, terrible White Sox have one of their fans I met the other day. Uh, they always like to tell me they're White Sox fans, and as if that's a good thing, I'm like, congratulations, you, you survived the south side of Chicago. Uh, go back, you'll probably get shot. Anyway, they're on top of the division, eight games ahead of Cleveland, 11.5 ahead of Detroit, 15 ahead of KC, and 15.5 ahead of Minnesota. To the west, the Houston Astros. On top of the division, they've won six straight, six and four in their last ten. They play Oakland again today. My man Keon Conifar is out there in Houston. He'll be at that game. Ooh, big game. Oakland's lost three straight. It's looking like this game of today will be all Houston. Um, You got Seattle, nine back. The Angels, nine and a half back. Texas, 20 back. Look, Angels, you got to buy. You got to make some moves. You got to get some pitching. If you're going to make a move in that division, because Oakland and Houston are both very strong. Over to the National League, I guess we're going to talk about the East. The Mets are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but they still hold a four-game lead over the Nats because the Nats are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, the absolutely terrible Atlanta Braves, uh, the incredibly racist Atlanta Braves, stop the chop. I'm offended by it. How many of you ought to be offended before you change it? Obviously, my opinion doesn't matter. I'm offended by domestic violence. I'm offended by, I'm offended by the chop. I'm offended by all of it. 
I'm offended by the city of Atlanta. Uh, come on, General Sherman, burn it down. There are two games under 500. Let's hope they do worse the rest of the way. Um, they're tied with Philadelphia, who's four and a half back. Philadelphia gets to play the Cubs again today, so Philly should be able to climb up there, uh, get get a little something turned around. After the Cubs pulled out a miracle and won a game yesterday. Uh, Miami, 38-47, eight back. To the Comedy Central, Milwaukee, 7-3 in their last 10 and pulling away. They are six up on the Cincinnati Reds. You know, there's a problem with the Cincinnati Reds, but knowing that Kirk Herbstreet is a huge Reds fan, I don't want them to win. I don't want to hear about that. Um, they're 7-3 in their last 10 as well, only six back. Cubs are eight and a half back, a game under 500. That's what happens when you lose 11 straight. Um, St. Louis is nine back at 43 and 45. They're six and four in their last 10. And Pittsburgh, 19 out. Not good. Amir, 22 games under 500. Congratulations on your one all-star you're allowed to have, though, because every team gets one. San Francisco sitting on top of the West still. They're a game and a half in front of those L.A. Dodgers because the L.A. Dodgers have lost two in a row to Miami. And Miami and the Dodgers played again right now. It looks like the score is one-to-one, but that TV is a long ways away from me. Um, you got – they're playing right now. Uh, yeah, Dodgers are a game and a half back. San Diego four and a half back, uh, five and five in the last ten. Colorado, 17 and a half back. Uh, it's, and Arizona's 30 games out of first place at 25 and 63. Arizona and Colorado play each other right now, but I really think Colorado is just getting ready to host the All-Star game because MLB took it away from Atlanta and moved it out there. Now, look, the reasons that they gave for taking it away, I do not agree with at all. I think that it's asinine. I think that it's ridiculous. I think they made mistakes. Am I in favor of them taking it away from Atlanta? Absolutely. They should never be given anything. They have a statue of a of a convicted domestic uh, violence offender hanging up at their stadium or up at their stadium. No, they shouldn't be allowed anything ever. But if you're going to take it away from them, one, they never should have been given it. And then if you're going to take it away from them, give a valid reason why. The voters' laws that they passed saying that they were discriminatory? Come on. It took me about 30 seconds of a Google search to realize that what they their laws are not nearly as tough as Colorado's where you moved it to. But unfortunately, illiterate, irrational people are who are making decisions nowadays. And I'm mainly talking about politicians. You're, you, you people are just stupid. I'm not a fan of any of you. You comment anything on Facebook and, and somebody, oh, you must be pro-Trump. No. I think Trump's a boy. Oh, oh, so you're Biden? No. He's an idiot too. I'm pro-common sense. There's like, I, I want to believe the majority of people have common sense. But social media proves me wrong every day. Uh, yeah, should it have been taken away? No, absolutely not. Not for the reasons that they gave. Not for the reasons that they gave. Am I glad it's not in Atlanta? Absolutely. They don't, they don't deserve it. 
So, anyway. Guys, that's my time. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm going to talk a little bit about Dart League. I'm going to talk a little bit about Dart League. I, I'm going to take my medicine. This past Tuesday night, we played against Hopper's Court. And, they, yeah, that's a very good team. Uh, Hopper's team now, uh, Wes Smith, David Troutman, Eddie Eds, uh, and Will Hollyhan. And then they, they also have Drew Rhodes and Steven uh, Gregory, who neither one of those guys were able to be there. And you're talking about two guys that are in the top eight printed of All-Stars that weren't there. And they came in, and they completely humbled us. 9-2 to two was the final 10-2 with the bonus point. 10-2 to two just humbled. Um, just a bad beating. I personally, uh, in this past week, I'm not saying that I was the worst player in the league. I'm just saying that it is impossible for anybody to be below me. I did not win a game. I went 0-4 in my games. I did not throw a quality mark in the entire night. No quality marks, no wins. You know what that equals? You can't do worse than that. You cannot do worse. Big Fun was telling me how he threw pretty bad, too. I went, did you throw a quality mark? Yeah, I threw one. Oh, okay. Well, you're ahead of me. Anybody in the league, if you threw one quality mark all night long, you were ahead of me this week. If you won a game, you're way ahead of me. So that's what it's all about. But those guys came in. They threw well. Uh, I like those guys. Um, I did miss Tanner. I miss my friend Tanner. I'd like to hang out with Tanner, but yeah, but they're they're a good team, and uh, they came in and witnessed. I don't even know who we play next week. I haven't even looked at it. I haven't even looked at the schedule for next week. I guess I can do that right now while I'm sitting here rambling incoherently. But they uh, they're gonna be a really tough out for anybody this season. I mean, we've lost before. We lost to Dortmund uh earlier this season. We still got a lot of big games left on our schedule. A lot of very good teams. There's a lot of parity. Uh, there's a lot of parity this season, and I like that because you know it makes you it makes you come to play every week. Um, here we are. That was week six, and so we will now go to week seven. Week seven, we go on the road to Egan's. Tui, I think might be out of town next week, but Marvin, Jeff sides. Uh, John, all those guys. We go there next week. And so that'll be a, that'll be a fun game, that long long voyage from Red Shed to, uh, to Egan's. And then uh, Beers and Darts, uh, Shane and Cole and uh, the other Red Shed team, Cole's team, they will be here against uh, hosting Glory Pounders. Glory Pounders has been a good team. Claire and Paul and all them, they, uh, they can throw. They can throw. That, that should be a good one. Uh, the dark women come at first travel to Hopper's Corner to play those guys. <sighs> Madison, we're pulling for y'all. Get to practicing. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Bia goes to Nocturnal Tavern to play the dark men cometh. There's your, there's your headliner. Buy your tickets now. Aaron will be there behind the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can go down there. It'll be a good game. That'll be a real good game. John and Jenka and them, who are all lawful on their honeymoon in Chicago right now, 
when they get back, uh, they'll be well rested. That should be that should be a lot of fun though. That should be a good match. Oh, short shafts and sticky tips going to Galettes. That's Mallory and them and Kitty and them traveling down to Galettes to take on Brad and uh, Sammy Adams and all those guys. That that'll be a good game. That'll be a fun game. Um, then you got the Socialites going to Bad Darts More Beer. That's at Top Shelf. Um, Bill Lloyd's team, the Socialites, they'll be taking on uh, Wayne and Kenny and all them. And I just, I just said Kenny. Kenny's not on that team. Kyle, Kyle Oglesby and Hunger and uh, JJ and all them. That that'll be fun. I'm gonna go Wayne and them in that one. I like uh, I like those guys. I think that they're gonna get it done. And then Sonya Sonya's Angels travel to the Houndstooth to place the light show. Well, the good news for Robert is he don't really care about what drink prices and drink specials are because he'll be sober. <laughs> but but no, Matt and uh, Sonya and and uh, George and them. That's always always a good team. And Bo and them. They've been uh, they've been finding their way. But uh, this season uh, they've had to reschedule a few times. And but you know what? They have rescheduled. They played the games. They didn't just forfeit. They didn't just quit. And I want to give them credit for that. I think that it's uh. You know, it's their first time in the league, and they're they're figuring things out, and they're learning. But they they're having fun, you know. They're having fun. They're having some drinks. They're throwing some darts. No, you better watch out. They'll take they'll take some games off of you. They'll take a few games off of you. Bill hit the out. He definitely did against uh, him and Alicia beat me and Keon in doubles. Oh one. Uh, I I have one oh nine left. They're around two fifty something, and I hit triple twenty single seventeen. Barely missed that double 16 out. And I was like, ah, oh, I wanted that 109 out. And then we just still couldn't take it out. We busted and we moved around. We ended up with eight left, needing double four. And the whole time we're busting and messing around, they're just bringing it down and bringing it down and bringing it down. Then boom, B.O. hits it. Double 16, 32 out. Won the game. So, you know, I'm saying you better, you better finish them. You better finish them. They're going to keep coming. That was their one win that night, but it was it was a good win. It was a good hit from them. So anyway, guys, this is my time now. <laughs> it really is. I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts on the show, let me know. Unless you're a Braves fan, I don't value or care about your opinion. It means nothing. As always, I leave you with this: shoot to score, play to win. But when you get married, just like every Braves fan will, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.